I just looked at him like, you guys are this, these are the same pieces of who vote for the Red Sox, root for the Yankees. You're all the same people. So I was like, ah, I'll root for the Indians. Then they went up three games to one. And all of a sudden, Indian fans started talking trash, saying how they were going to be a dynasty or something like that. They were, they were title town. And I was like, to hell with Cleveland. I'm really like a, I'm just like a contrarian. Yeah, I'm getting that sense very much. Like, it's enjoyable. You need to be medicated. Like, is no, it's you need enjoyable to be. to be out here when Hillary loses, right? Like, I wouldn't want to be in Kentucky when Hillary loses and everybody's skipping around. That's boring, you know? The whole thing is just, like, about annoying people. Like, when people tweet, it's very easy to piss off one side. The art is to try, you got to try to get everybody. So you tweet stuff like, Trump is such a dope, he's actually going to make me vote for a woman. Right? And then you just sit back. Then you just sit back. Intentionally. You just watch him. You're like, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. You got everyone yelling at you. cereal out of a box. Well, what are you eating cereal for? Hey, what about the NFL? I know you're a big NFL fan. You love football. Yes, I do. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. We're recording on the same day as the last one, so Jonathan's still sick. Still so sick. his pay is getting docked that much more. We're yes. going to try to record as many episodes as we can today so we can dock him as much as possible. We're on a marathon today to, to steal all of Jonathan's Patreon money because he was fucked up enough to get a cold. In modern America, he got himself a cold. What a fool. So we're going to keep, you know, recording shows until the point where he actually owes us money um, for the inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. We want him to be in debt to us because of how stupid he was to get sick. You know, when, when people get sick, you know, it's very sad and everything like that. But it's also an opportunity because you can put them into debt. You know what I mean? That's 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 it, the it, American way. It, there's a silver lining. You know, there you can look at everything. There's two ways to look at everything. There's the like, it's a tragedy that someone's sick or it's it's a tragedy for them, but it can be made into something good for you. If you can make them owe you money forever for the rest of their lives. Um, some of our best and most successful people have done this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a tweet going around showing the uh, net worth. Health insurance company CEO's total compensation in 2004. Joseph Swedish from Anthem, $8.1 million. Bruce Bessard, uh, Mm -hmm. Humana, Mm -hmm. $13.1 million. Yep. Michael Nadoff, Centene, $28.1 million. Well, that's 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 what he gets for having the foresight to, you know, these people, I'm assuming, you know, came up from the bottom, right? They created this company. Start from the bottom. They created this company with their bare hands. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm sure that they just started with a little kiosk in the mall, <laughs> you know, trying to, you know, offering people insurance just for the day. You know, maybe it's <laughs> yeah. just insurance just for while you're here at the mall, you know, and, uh, you know, if you have that much, uh, if you have that much determination, you're willing to start small like that, maybe you could become one of the, one of our, our nation's greatest minds. Like, what was his name? Like, Humboldt Humperdinkle or some shit? <laughs> Stephen Hemsley. Stephen Hemsley. $66.1 million so who's he compensation. With? Who's he from? United Healthcare. 
So you not if you're someone if you, if there's anybody who was with United Healthcare in 2004 who who died of cancer. If there's any single person that was covered by United and died of cancer because uh, they wouldn't have any coverage, that's where the money went. The <laughs> money was just handed upstairs to this guy. Uh, that's where the money went instead of the cancer treatment is to uh, Stephen Himble. Himsley. Hims- Hims- Himmler. Himmler. Sounds-, <laughs> Sounds like a rich person's name. Like if you if your last yeah, name is Himsley. <laughs> like you're already rich. Like, what do you need to work for? Hemsley's one of those names that's only you're only you're either rich or you're a butler. You could be a butler with a name like Hemsley. So it is, you know, it's from yeah. from both worlds. Upstairs, downstairs name. Oh, what are we boy. talking about today? <laughs> we're talking about oh yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. All right. So today we're doing a special episode because in honor of you know a word that gets tossed around a slur a slur really like like how graham lynham says about turf is a slur is how i feel about this word yes uh graham is that how you say his name lynham that was lynham i think think maybe i'm wrong i don't know i'm not you know i'm not you know to all the people like i knew graham lynham or lynham line 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 it linen i knew graham linen graham Graham linen Ground, ground linen. linen, ground linen. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I didn't. I wasn't as big a fan of his like video stuff. I only knew him as like somebody that everyone followed on Twitter. So I'm not as broken up about Glinner. Uh, I mean, he's a fucked up asshole, but I don't have the like. It doesn't hurt me in my heart because I didn't know that he. I never even knew his stuff when he was good. Yeah, I didn't either. I do love love the fact that. I guess he was on Father, like, Ted or something like that, where, like, he says something racist. His character says something racist, and as soon as he walks outside, there's, like, a pitch. A guy's like, so I hear you're being a racist now, Reverend. And, like, people just keep, uh, you know, sending that stuff with whatever new form of bigotry or uh, dipshittery he comes up with. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) So I hear you're being a turf now, Reverend. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, it's perfect. It's perfect. Like, that guy was, like, owned before he ever had a bad opinion, like, forever. Yeah. Like, it's good. Um, He fucking sucks. Just want to go say that for the record. Uh, Glenner sucks. Yeah, he sucks. We don't like Glenner on the show. But the word that we were talking about before we got distracted by talking about Famous Twitter user Glinner um, is contrarian. Contrarian. You know, Leslie the, and I are both C-word. people that have been a, <laughs> the C word, the main C word. When people say the C word, this is the one they're talking about. Leslie and I have both been accused of being contrarians. People have asked us why we're contrarians. What's it like to be contrarians? Um, like, and, you how know, cool I, is it? <laughs> How, how, how cool, cool does it, it how, feel to be a contrarian? Like, how many high fives do you get on the street when people learn that you're a contrarian? Like, how many phone numbers do you get at the bar? You just walk up and you just, you know, like give an opinion. <laughs> wow. Like, Are you the guy who didn't like Force Awakens? The bartender says <laughs> as everyone starts crowding around me. <laughs> yes, free drinks. Um, if you um, say you don't like a children's movie that everybody like most 99% of the world will never watch ever. Right. <laughs> and so look, here's the thing. Like uh, I, 
am I'm even hesitant to describe myself. I, I don't like to self-identify as a contrarian, to be Neither honest do with I. you. Because Neither do I. I really don't think that I am a contrarian. I really don't. I think that, you know, I think that I have opinions. I think that I am like looking I have a way of viewing the world that isn't uh uh as aligned with what is considered popular opinion. But I actually do think that there's like a consistency to, you know, the things I like and don't like. And I'm not just out going out of my way to not like things that other people like and like things that other people don't like. That's not how I get my kicks. Yeah, um, I, just, I want to be extremely clear on this. I have never once in my life cared what anybody else thinks about anything. Okay? So if I have... <laughs> Wow. An opinion about a movie, I am not considering what other people think about that movie. That's just not me. That's just not what I care about. I'm not trying to go against the grain or with the grain. Movie, music, it doesn't matter. I'm just, yeah. you know, really trying to, you know, suss out my own feelings. Talk about what I feel, my real own reaction to it, and the reaction of other people, that can factor in in certain ways, in certain contexts. I may address it, but it's not like the main thing that's going to get me to react one way or to the other, or even like a major factor in how I react um, to a work. It doesn't matter if the whole world loves it, I might still hate it. It doesn't matter if the whole world hates it, I might love it. And But it's not like a thing I go out of my way to do or ever would. I think it's very strange. I think, and like, we'll get into this deeper later, but like, I, like, like first thing people should realize is that, you know, I'm black. I'm not white. I, and I'm a black person who didn't, who from, you know, uh, background that you know at one point was firmly middle class but then you know dropped far down from that when i was very young so i have a different background than say all of your friends whose names are variations of the sound connor okay <laughs> I, I, so i'm not coming from the same place as you are and therefore i will have different opinions and ideas and takes and that's what and, and because i'm coming from a different background a different perspective and that's just like being a human being that's not being contrarian or deliberately contrarian that's just like i am from a different space than you are so i'm going to see the same thing and maybe have a different reaction to it and like i feel like people have kind of forgotten that that's a thing they kind of just think that everybody for the most part is is supposed to think the same way and does think the same way unless they're trying to like upset you or get attention right. when that's not the case right now i i will say that i i do i am guilty of not a, I, I, have, I never tailor what I think or how I believe about something based on what the reaction is. But I am guilty of, like, getting upset by the reaction just being so completely foreign to me. That's really what it is for me. Like, when something like Force Awakens happens and then, like, Last Jedi happens, I, I more than anything just feel like an outsider, a man outside of the world when I see how... Just it seems that near every single person that I follow or am around uh, sees 
this thing in just a completely different way than me. So I, I, I will say that I am guilty of like, it, it, it will upset me, uh, to see people like louding things, you know, so holy, um, that I, you know, personally think like in my mind are like objectively not as good as they're saying. I don't know that it does bother me. And I'll, I'll admit that I, uh, uh, allow myself a little too often to get bothered by that, but you know, my what people but, have to but, but, about- but here's the thing, Jack. Before, before I don't want to skip over that, but like you know who really gets bothered? Yeah, people, uh, people who who are calling you a contrarian. They're right. even more bothered than you are. Um, uh huh. Absolutely. Look, I get it. Like, and you know, this is why I get so like annoyed by by Last Jedi and everything like that. It's like I I do think it's strange. Like, we live in a world now where the idea, we, where the idea is that like everybody has a voice. We're all supposed to voice every. That's how wonderful the internet is. Is it's voiced up everybody. Everybody gets one now. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's also led to this thing of what you're saying. Like, there, there is supposed to be like there has like kind of come to exist naturally like a hegemony of thought and people don't like to see anything that's like outside that range of acceptable thought and it, so it does like it it strikes me as strange because while i like di- i i have outrageous opinions like that the new star wars movie one of the biggest blockbuster films released in the last few years like just a a gigantic film is not that good that like makes me a contrarian because we live in a world where we are expected to like have a correct take on everything and so like you know and and we do live in like a taku culture and so you know saying that you see a movie in a way that's different than what is the you know accepted thought uh, is heretical to people and and upsets them in a, in a way that's very serious. You know, I don't even know if it's fair to call it otaku culture with a capital O because, like, in actual in you know Japan, like, it's all these like micro fandoms of these right. very small things. It's like you pick like one boy band right. or girl band to follow. You pick like one or two manga to read obsessively, and yeah. none of those things and like. You know, sometimes they they might happen to be the most popular thing in the world, but like that, but a lot of people are into the thing that's like not the most popular thing in the world, and most people don't get, don't understand, but it's their thing, and they're obsessed with it, and they don't really care if right. other people like think that bad band is garbage or don't like that book. Like that's not like what it is. It's like much more smaller. Um, but very still very dedicated fandoms, which I, we still have over here. But it's like, but in for as far as like say a Marvel movie or Star Wars, like that's not. I don't really think that's really like otaku culture. That's just like culture. That's popular just like pop culture. culture. That's just right. popular culture. That's yeah. It's like, and as you know, I I feel like there's like this generational like gap. He, that's going on now that I really don't understand because when I was, you know, a kid, like, you know, the thing to do was to not like pop culture. Right. You not like the most popular movie, not like the most popular music, like almost to a degree where you are just reacting against it, where you are being contrarian in a sense, but it was, a, but like, and that was kind of like having that kind of general air that like, 
if you want like pop stuff, that's fine, but like you shouldn't be proud of it. Like I, right. I kind of I like that a lot better than you have to like pop stuff or you're just being a jerk or you're just doing it for attention. Right. Like, like like that's so bizarre to me. Like if I, yeah. like I, I made a couple of tweets. Like if you told someone like I'm sick of hearing this Britney Spears song, like no one would be mad at you in like right. nine, like 2001. Like nobody would be mad at you for saying you don't like Britney Spears. But if you yeah. say you don't like, you know, Taylor, you think Taylor Swift is garbage or whatever. Well, maybe Taylor Swift is a bad well, cause she's example. A Nazi. Yeah, because people hate her personally. But I don't know who the who the most pop, who maybe Nicki Minaj, maybe. Maybe maybe if you say, I don't really think Nicki Minaj is good, you might get people like get really mad at you and think that like you're just being like contrarian. Like, right. but like, Nicki Minaj is a really popular artist for a reason. Her music is going to play within, stay within certain boundaries that aren't going to be really challenging or transgressive by that very nature in general. Um, in general, I'm not, I don't want to single out Nicki, but like any pop artist that gets to her level of success or Taylor Swift's or, um, Katy Perry's or you can go down uh, down the list or Sam Smith. A lot of people are mad at him now. We'll, we'll use him as an example. Like if I say I don't like Sam Smith, like I'm not being contrarian. I just don't think find his, you know, pr- like corporately approved music that engaging for the most part. And like, I feel like, you know, 15 years ago it would have been okay to say like i don't like in sync <laughs> but like yeah. now it's like oh you're just being you know edgy or something like that and i just don't get that like i if there's of all the flaws of the gen xers the one thing i do appreciate about them is that they had this like you know possibly performative but at least you know their aesthetic of you know you do want to be an individual as far as your taste goes, as far as what you your perception of pop culture is, as far as your engagement with the arts. It's not about like just liking the, everybody liking the same thing. It's about everybody finding their own thing that they're really into. Yeah, I mean, well, and first of all, I, I just don't like before before I go into anything else, I uh, I want to be clear that I don't stand by everything Leslie said. I will not. Um, speak kindly of Gen Xers uh, or rumors. <laughs> you will not hear a kind word coming out of my mouth uh, about that rotten generation. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it, it seems now, and what is weird, I mean, basically, like from what you were saying, from early on in what you were saying, it is odd that these things are so popular. The things that people are like really like ride or die for that they will like never uh, uh, that they like uh, um, cannot see anyone say anything ill like a single ill word about is like Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Like it is like and I guess I can identify with this actually, but it's like if like every time you saw someone shit talk McDonald's, you were there to be like, shut up, like turn your brain <laughs> off and like enjoy McDonald's. You know what I mean? It's like, no, like, but we can look, I love McDonald's and I probably would be that guy to show up and be like, shut up, turn your brain off and like the McDonald's. But like, we all know that McDonald's is good, but we all like think that they're, you know, you can like go into larger critical thought about McDonald's. And so yeah. too, can you do with the fucking Marvel movies or star Wars? All right. 
or anything because it's just like yeah. and we should we should be doing that if we want better art like if we do want stuff that is more interesting or challenges us that's the thing that i always you know and i get that it's different for people that like have kids and stuff like that but whenever people are like you know you got to turn your brain off and like just enjoy it i'm like is that all you want <laughs> is that are you really are you consigned to that or is that that's enough for you that's so sad to me to hear this thing of like i just love going to the movie theaters and becoming a vegetable like turning into getting myself into a vegetative state so that i can just like be have a marvel movie wash over me that's what I want to do. I want to. I want to be in a coma <laughs> while we're at uh, Doctor Strange's house. And then, if anybody says that that's not perfect, um, they're being an asshole. They're being a contrarian. 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 Yeah. Like I. I. I, I just can't imagine because like there's people who don't like like good movies, right? Like like. I don't know, like, you know, The Shining got bad reviews when it came right. out, you know, like, like people, I'm sure there were people who didn't like Citizen Kane or Vertical, there are people who don't like Vertical now, um, yeah. there's, a, like, there's a myriad of opinions on everything, it, at least that's how it used to work, but now when you, when, like, you know, Black Panther comes out and it gets, like, uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and the first person to give it like a middling score gets called a racist that's like represents like a weird weird shift in like culture and how we talk about popular yeah. culture like that doesn't make sense to me yeah I mean I think that honestly we should be trying to hold these pieces of art to higher standards rather than maybe the people that talk about the pieces of art. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we shouldn't be so charitable to, like, something made by the Disney company. You know what I mean? We shouldn't be, like, you know, lay off. Lay off of what the Disney company did. Like, what would actually be more helpful than just, you know, bowing down to Black Panther in its, you know, the undeniable excellence is, you know, talking about what worked and what didn't work. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like what like film criticism is supposed to be. That's like so, that's like what makes our artworks better and shit. The Black Pan Black Panther has a 90% fresh rain on Rotten Tomatoes. Those are bought by the way. But you know, which, people always get on us about well, like looking at the Rotten Tomatoes scores too much and they are bought, but you know, that is also what everybody looks at. That is what everybody looks at, so it's it's relevant to the culture. The it's Godfather, like what's on Fandango and shit. Yeah. Yeah. The Godfather Part 2 also has yeah. a 97% score. That's just it do, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't <laughs> make sense. I you know what I mean? Like for there to be such universal acclaim for these Marvel movies is strange. It is strange. Like it you know, and I can cuz I do remember Speaking like Leslie like in the 90s, it would be like Armageddon would get like 10%. But, you know, everyone would be like, oh, you know, like the action movies all get like bad reviews, but they're fun anyway. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, all the reviewers were like reviewing every movie like they were supposed to be like an Oscar indie movie. And that's how yeah. it should be. Yes, that's exactly how it should be. And that's fine. Um, I had a couple other examples. So uh, Wonder Woman um, has a 92%. Yeah, which is the ninety-two percent of critics found very little found very little to critique in Wonder Woman, but that's the same score as of um, two thousand one, The Space Odyssey. 
You fucking serious here? <laughs> so here's the thing. The thing is now that like we we just like have such short memories. It's like we want every weekend, we want every movie to be the best reviewed movie of all time. Like it is just you have to recognize that like these movies are they don't they're not ever gonna hold up. That is really the thing. Is like a lot of these movies that people consider us to be contrarian about. Just time will pass and people will be like, oh, I find that I just don't give a fuck about that movie. So, you know, yeah. Doctor uh, Doctor Strange, yeah, 89%, which sure. is, you know, not the highest score, but not the highest score for a Marvel movie. But That's I, a Marvel F. That's a Marvel F is 89%. Yeah, I do think that movie is pretty bad and inconsequential. It is. And There's a ghost fight. There's a fight where they're like ghosts flying above a body. But that's the same score as A Clockwork Orange. Okay. <laughs> and, people. and it's six points higher than the th- John Carpenter's The Thing. <sighs> <sighs> Breathe, Jack. Breathe. I just don't get it. And so I, I actually, I, I truly, you know, we were making fun of Graham Lynam earlier. But I do think that contrarian is kind of a fucked up thing to label someone as. I really do. I really do. Because, like, for me, do you understand how odd it is to to be in this position and to actually feel the way that I do about pop culture? I'm sure that you can relate to this, Leslie. It's not that I'm, like, signing on, like, gleefully, like, ooh, how am I going to, like, disagree with everyone? This is like a, a a hell. It's a penance. Like I don't understand. I look in. The, I look around the world, and I don't understand why anyone likes any of this stuff. Like I, there's a like I do not recognize the world around me. And it like started with Star Wars: Force Awakens. So you know, if you think it's fun to be this way, if you and you know to you know to see the truth, to see the Matrix like this, it's not fun. I wish I could go back like Cipher. I wish I could like like cipher, you know, watch Force Awakens and be like, I know it's a bad movie, but you know, uh, but uh, seeing is believing, or whatever the fuck cipher says. But if you could give me a pill that would make me like Force Awakens and the Marvels, I guess I would have to take it. It's so funny, uh, uh, and so like it's the that contrarian label that reaction some people um on certain subreddits for certain podcasts about you know eating fast food like get yeah. really upset oh my like, god which is just like I, I do want to take a second i don't know if i've said this on the show before but like when we were growing up and you know obsessing about star wars like nobody gave a fuck about star wars nobody cared yeah. if you like most people like oh those old movies or they thought it sucked or they made fun of the people who liked stars and this is before the before the prequels before they start you know making money on them again like star wars was dead and it was fine and like nobody would be mad at you for like not liking star wars or it was okay for a while to 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 dislike elements of star wars and still be in fact that was a big part of being a star wars fan was not liking things in star wars <laughs> yes that was a, a essential thing but now it's like you have to like everything and it's not just star wars it's like everything now you have to like everything and it always has to be great so and people get like so upset and think there's like some conspiracy going on when it's just like 
people having opinions. People have yeah. different opinions about different things. And you know, when you're a fan be- of something, you get like really obsessed with it and shit, and you like really like look at every frame of it, and you know, it matters a lot to you and stuff. Like that is maybe not the way that everyone is interacting with this media. I'm talking about Star Wars specifically. It's maybe not the way that everyone is interacting with it, but that's like an appropriate and acceptable way to interact with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's fine to think about these things and to criticize these things. You don't have to turn your brain off. You can t- leave it on. It's fine. Yeah. And when people have their brains on and you just want to turn off, maybe just, you know, turn off Twitter and you don't have to read their opinion, their brain on opinions. Like you don't yeah. have to get mad at them for having it. So there was, this episode was inspired by, um, Sean, uh, Sean T. Collins, you know, great writer, yeah. um, friend of the show. I, I would have to say we haven't had him on the show yet. Technically, you got him I, on. Fe- I, I feel like he's a friend of the show. You know, I do too. Uh, um, he made a post. He was on one this morning about uh, the Dark Knight, and and you can find it about Heath and Heath Ledger's performance in it. He found it a little bit hammy, a little bit hollow. <laughs> Um, oh my Dolph- god! I'm gonna go send him a million messages right now. I, <laughs> Dolph- I disagree with him slightly. Yeah, I thought he, you know, maybe the Oscar was, you know, a reward for him uh, dying. Basically, he didn't say sure. so many words, but you know, I mean, I think we all know that's true. But yeah, we get it. We all. Know. Yeah, but he thinks you know, Dark Knight is just okay, uh, okay movie. Um, lots of problems with it, and the way people have obsessed with it is really bad. And you know what? I disagree with like almost all of that, but that's okay. Like I read that thread, and I didn't get mad. I actually really love uh, Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight. I think it's like impeccable. Frankly, I think it's fantastic. I think it's as perfect as some of you people think are the the movie where um, Luke drink uh, space milk slash come i think it's that uh, good it's uh, at that level is that the way level. that people feel about the the space milk movie yes i think it's, i think it's that good but you know i might send i might you know i might send a tweet to sean saying oh i disagree i actually think it's really good i might we and we might talk about it there's a few people who are engaging with him on that level where they're having a normal back and forth conversation about their disagree their genuine disagreements with it and then of course you have people who are just like you're just being a contrarian just to be a contrarian what is wrong with you? Why are you like this? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't get that. Like you can, yeah. like I as much as I like that movie and like Heath Ledger's performance in it specifically, like I don't understand why people would you know just like lose it because somebody some like because one TV writer writer says uh, I actually don't like Keith Ledger's performance that much like it's fine folks it's okay he's not being a contrarian he actually thinks this he's wrong but he actually thinks this someone called me a a contrarian i think i'm one of those reddit threads recently i like did some comedy bit and someone in the uh responses was like this could have been funnier if jack wasn't such a contrarian which i'm like i don't even know what the fuck I don't even know what that means in this context. Like, that's what makes me think that contrarian has gone on to mean something larger. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm not doing an opinion thing in the bit. Like they're like that's just too much of a contrarian. Like that's like now def- defi- defining like a, a personality type or something like or, that. Or it's defining having a personality. Actually, sure. <laughs> it's just having a person because because yeah. what because what what would it even mean in this context? He thinks so. A guy thinks that he's Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight was a little bit hammy. All right. Sure. So what's so what was the Dark Knight? Yes, it was a massively popular movie, but how many people actually like saw it, like percentage wise, global wise? What like what does that mean? Like it's mostly people in like you know America. Maybe it got released in China. A lot of people saw it there. UK, English speaking countries. Sure, it's yeah. worldwide, but like what percentage of people who aren't like white Westerners give a fuck about this movie ten years later? Like sure, yeah. Like, like seriously, t- like take a step back. Like, what percentage of even people who you know saw it like are so deeply invested in Heath Ledger's Joker that like you have to be? They would have to consider that you're just being a contrarian if you don't like it. It used to be like being a geek, a nerd meant you like things that other people did not like that used right. to be like a part of being a geek or a nerd you like comic books most people didn't you liked video games most people didn't you like superhero movies most people didn't and that was what was supposed to be one of the thing that identified you as being a nerd but now when you're like whenever somebody criticizing her culture you're calling them a contrarian when it's actually should be like no you're the contrarian for like yeah. liking it you're and you know what honestly everybody should bow down to the contrarians because that you know the reason why we're contrarians is just we've been nerds longer we've been here longer <laughs> yes uh, and we've seen how this thing goes already uh and every, everyone thinks they have a handle on nerd culture because they, like, have watched, like, three Star Wars movies now in the theaters. We've been through this before, people. We know that this is not good. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> and, 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 well, uh, people say that's gatekeeping. No, it's not about gatekeeping. It's about, but, like, your engagement with Star Wars or, or anything, it doesn't have to be Star Wars should be like from a perspective of what does it mean to you what does this art mean to you personally what does it say to you personally yeah. about like your the human condition the world yeah. you live in the things you care about it and hey you know what else i i honestly think i honestly think it's like fun to talk about movies you know yes. what i mean like isn't that part of like liking movies and liking culture popular or otherwise like isn't that part of it is like sharing it with other people and like sharing the things you feel about it what it made you feel well sharing uh, a diverse opinion yes different opinions yeah. not all the it, same it, opinion and so like that's part like you know people are like you're a contrarian or whatever like i I am not going out of my way to like seek out deep, you know, like uh, I have to come up with a different take than everybody else on a movie because that's just the way it is. I just like feel this way about movies differently. And I think the contrarian label is just a way to like shut down entirely any kind of discussion about movies. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it really. Like it does feel like people don't want to even discuss movies if it's outside of like what is the like marketing department overton window approved you know thought about uh, a, a film um when i actually think it's really fun to talk about movies and i don't understand why people like get their feelings hurt by like you know uh, uh 
someone having a different opinion about something. Why why they take it personally or think it's, you know, something that's even worth being upset about. Or and like another thing that like I want to really get into is like so when I think most people accept that like as far as like the arts go, like music is really extremely incredibly subjective in certain yeah. in certain senses. Like, you know, I think people are a little bit more comfortable placing a little bit more objectivity when they're talking about film um, yeah. or music, uh, not music, uh, or video games, yeah. uh, or even like novels and books and writing. Like you can say, you know, oh, this is a inelegantly, cra- this is a poorly crafted sentence, you know, this has bad structure, this film has bad structure, it has a weak characters, et cetera, et cetera. When it comes to music, like most people like don't really even have a language for talking about it objectively and kind of just take it in a sense of like whether you like it or you're not or you don't yeah. right and so and, and that make what makes something like how mad people get at Anthony Fontano uh yeah. really interesting to me uh because I'm not I'm not talking about his shit posting channel but like his music reviews <laughs> like people hate him for like giving like certain albums low scores. And it would be one thing if he just, you know, got on the video, said, hey, this album sucks, blah, blah, blah. And blah, that's the end of the video is one minute. But like in every video, he goes into such depth about why he, about what the album is, what the music is, how they're, how they're making it, what is involved in it. Why doesn't he like this? Why does he like that? And like, I always find myself learning so much about his reviews that the score is irrelevant. Like I've watched video of albums I've loved that he just gave a crap review to, but I had a greater appreciation for it after the fact because he, as a critic, is so skilled right. at talking about music and I learned so much from it. But like some pe- a lot of people just will look at that score at the end and say, "Oh, you fucking suck! You're just being you're right. just shitting on them because you don't like them, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. I'm like, I don't even understand that person. Like, you know. I don't care if Anthony likes. I'm not going to concerts with him. He's not my friend. I don't need right. him to like the same music as I do. But if I can learn something about his discussion of it, that is fantastic. Like that's yeah. that's the only thing I care about. I don't care if he likes it or not. You know that could be the big common ground between you know the people who get mad about these kind of movies, who I think are sort of more sort of normy you know type people. Uh, and the gamer gators is they both have this common ground of getting really mad when reviewers don't review things the way they want them to. Uh, maybe they'll come together over like, uh, a Tomb Raider movie or something like that. Uh, <laughs> did you watch uh, the Tomb Raider movie? The I didn't movie? watch it. Did you watch it? No. I have My, it downloaded. I'll, I'll watch it maybe. You mean you have it downloaded on iTunes? Um, you paid yes. for it. Yes, I paid for and downloaded it on uh, the iTunes service, uh, and it's just sitting there ready. I paid twenty dollars for uh, for the download of the movie, and it's just ready, waiting for me to watch. Yeah, that movie flopped, by the way. Like, yeah, we like we. Uh, it's kind of strange that we just that's the first time we mentioned it on the show because I think yeah. we've all played Tomb Raider and liked the Tomb Raider, <laughs> even the, like specifically the new Tomb Raiders, but we never once mentioned um, this movie yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, though, that, uh, you know, isn't this like, you know, 
criticism and you know this is not saying that what i do is this but criticism can be like an art form you know what i mean <laughs> like people can write things in criticism you know that uh, uh that can illuminate like big ideas and stuff like that uh, and so you know i i do think that like what you were saying with like fintano uh uh and also, I would even say Sean T. Collins wrote a very good uh, uh, Last Jedi piece, one of the only pieces of uh, good writing about um, Last Jedi. And, you know, I think that, like, this this rush for there to be, like, hegemony of thought and for there to be the correct take on every single thing maybe can be a hindrance to, uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, like the art form of criticism, um, you know, we're we're now just seeing like uh, near identical takes the whole internet wide. Yeah, I do want to push back a little bit. Um, what I do is art. I just want to make that clear. Um, I am an artist. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm an artist too. I'm an artist too. What's best for tax purposes to classify myself as? <laughs> but um, I think I guess you know the in the room that we haven't talked about but it is something we talk about on the show all the time is that the reason why this is all happening um yeah. the enforced optimism the idea that you have to like you know the most popular thing that happens yes. to cost a lot of money uh to make um the yeah. idea that now there is a a category at the Oscars <laughs> for popular, best popular motion picture. Now, the most, the funniest thing that's happened in movies in decades um, is yeah. this just completely like giving up and rolling over for the corporate overlords. And of course, that the elephant in this room is that the only reason we're all at each other's throats and calling each other, you know, dipshits or contrarians is because Disney wants us to. All these yes. companies want us to. They yes. want us to have to like all these movies. And for the other, and if you don't like it, they want you to be ostracized and called out and called the contrarian and mm -hmm. criticized and attacked. That may seem conspirational, but it's not. It's literally, yeah. they have literally done this to people. They do this to people, to yes. reviewers. Sean, they have done it to Sean Collins, he said. He hasn't gone into detail, but he's basically given hints that like he's, had to get he's gotten pushback from some of these uh mega corporations about some of his reviews and like i don't think he's unique in that we know it happens with video games we know about we talked about how uh what was the newspaper got uninvited from the screening because yeah, la they, times got uninvited from disney screenings because they did uh coverage critical of disney's practices in anaheim yeah so the whole reason like this episode Ha exist is because of like corporate consolidation these companies sure. are getting bigger and more powerful and now basically what it is is disney is doing uh like what the russian hackers did they're doing that with every single movie they release <laughs> yes so if you're mad at the russian hackers uh maybe you should get mad at you know dizzy <laughs> um because yeah, they're disney they're controlling and they're, they're doing the same thing and not just disney but like all these companies there sony right. did this sony did did the shit too um well or more to the point like the the importance of the rotten tomato scores like clearly that's had i mean there's no way there's no way that people who like dedicate their lives to film 
love film, want to talk about film all the time, want to review film all the time, think that, you know, Wonder Woman is just as good yeah. as like 2001 in Space Odyssey. That's an all timer. That's not a real thing. That's, but that's the pressure. You see the pressure of, you know, these corporations on, you know, film culture and film reviews. You see people like film crit Hulk, um, who is just like a nerd film reviewer. I'm sorry. That's what he is. He thinks every nerd film is great. And like, he should be like a prolific message board poster. He should not be taken seriously as like a film Which reviewer. Which is, you know, I, Leslie, I just don't want you to denigrate being a message board poster. I oh, just want to step in right far, here and say that that far, is a... Far from it. Okay. Far from it, but like that's all he should be. I also think that the fucking movie makers... Shouldn't be hanging out with the critics all the time. Like they shouldn't yeah. all be like buddies. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that is like something that you know uh, people get weird about. And you know, I, I think that there's like a real crossover, especially in Hollywood, between like these kind of film reviewers who are film fans and then become, you know, they get access, and so the access is everything to them, um, which is like understandable, but also you know, uh, uh, it's not like a healthy thing for film criticism. Yeah, it's not. And, you know, they do have a lot of movies that come out. So maybe if you're best friends with Ryan Johnson, you don't need to write a 16,000 word review three months after the fact of uh, his latest movie. If you're going to have to do if you're going to do a 50 page long dissertation on a film, but you're forced to include like six pages copying to the fact that like you're good friends with the filmmaker and you're so happy to be able to go to his house and shit. Maybe choose a different film. Maybe choose a different <laughs> film to write about. If you, if you need to get out those 50 pages, uh, looking at one film, you know, may, there's a lot of films out there. There's a lot of movies out there. Uh, you can choose one that's not directed by someone who you uh, go over to play Cards Against Humanity with. <laughs> oh, but they're cards guys, right? Like I bet you, I bet oh, you that they 100%. play. Then they're definitely like board game friend guys. Which no, nothing, co- no shame to board game friend guys. Like I, I want, I want to get back into board games, but that's what Ryan and Film Crit Hulk's friendship seems like to me. You know, if we move out to LA, I definitely want to. You know. Get into be play all those like board games like those yeah. adult board games that have like these really really complicated rules and each session yeah. takes like three hours. I want to get into that. I want to know what that's what that's like. I feel like that's a unique experience that you only have like when you live in the city and know a bunch of white people. Like you, like that's the only <laughs> way you get that. <laughs> That's well, why they cost so much. Like, there's only, you know, like, everybody, with that said, you have to, that's why you have to donate to the Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash struggle session. You'll get bonus uh, This episodes. will be the bonus. I think this is. All the right. Bonus. Well, thank you for donating to the Patreon. But get your friends to do it, too, because Leslie needs a group of white friends to play these adult board games with. That's what we're doing it for. So, any, anything else we have to say about, you know, being contrarian <laughs> other than we're not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't think that I'm contrarian. I think it's a. I think it's not a nice brush to paint anyone with. Um, I'm not sitting under like a, a bridge, gleefully like plotting what my next opinion will be and shit. I just have opinions, and so, you know, if you don't like it, then 
then please, you know, then let's respond and talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it online. Talk about, like, not? reasonable, reasonable yeah. people, you know, who can have, you know, disagreements, you know? Yeah. We're allowed to have different opinions about movies, you know? That's it. That's, yeah. that's like, that shouldn't be that radical. That should not be that radical to be like, I don't like uh, the most popular movie that released yeah. this year. It's okay. For all the quadrants. That's okay hey, to not hey. like. Hey, you want a hot contrarian take? Yeah. I laughed like five times during Deadpool. It wasn't wow. a good movie. Wow. I don't think. Um, in fact, a lot of the parts of it were kind of annoying. But I laughed a few times, you know? If I was hmm. a contrarian, would I admit that? No, I wouldn't. No. What did you think that's, of Deadpool? That's too? populist. That's populist. I didn't see Deadpool 2. I, uh, I probably won't. Yeah, that um, was a populist belief. I saw. I watched uh, some of Succession the other night. People and while keep I would telling like, me to watch that. Like, while so I would many like people. to, I would like to stand before you and say that you know I'm not contrarian, and Succession uh, is really, really good and interesting. It put me to sleep. Sorry, everyone. I'm a contrarian once again. Oh. The TV show put me to sleep, and that says something about me. That yes. means something about me, that I fell asleep watching a show that everybody liked. <laughs> Too many little zooms, too. He does all these little tiny zooms, little mini zooms. <laughs> I, really, I I was watching Firefly. Oh, I like Firefly. Is Am I a contrarian for liking Firefly? It was popular then. It's not popular. Uh, everybody hates Josh Whedon now. Am I Am I contrarian? Was I, con- was I not a contrarian then, but now I'm a contrarian because I like Fire. I still like Firefly? What is it? Which is it? Tell me, people, please. I think that you're contrarian for choosing to still like Firefly is what it is. And so Jeez. it's your choice to still like it. And so, yes, you are still being contrarian. Do you have any but, others? I don't know. But anyway, they do a lot of little zooms on that, too, for some reason. Oh, the little mini zooms, little tiny zooms. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think that's it for uh, for the contrarianism episode. Unless, Do you have any final thoughts, Leslie? I don't know. Uh, like, would it be contrarian to have a final thought or not? <laughs> or contrarian to not have a final uh, I think not having one would be more contrarian. So, and since you you live your life by by that rule, uh, you'll probably go with that. Yeah, I guess so. We're done. All right, everybody. That's uh, that's been struggle session. Thank you for listening. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? 
Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.